Now, this is what I call a celebration. And see, listen to all of the wonderful music that we're hearing as we continue. And I mean that. Uh, Mickey and I are blessed with a big family. And we have been in this kind of dedication several times. And it is a joy to witness these wonderful families and their children. And I just want to soak that in for a little bit. Because we are a family together as King's Grant Baptist Church. And for us to have your beautiful children here, we take that very seriously. And I'm so thankful to be the pastor and to be here to encourage you, to remind you of a few things. And I promise I'm, gonna, I'm only going to preach for an hour and a half. So. Now, why did y'all laugh? Uh, Bob, I told you you were a troublemaker. You may be a grandpapa. <laughs> uh, no, I promise this will be fairly brief, but I did want to take a moment and share just a couple of very important thoughts. I have had the privilege not only of being a father and a grandfather and now a great-grandfather. We, Mickey and I, we love our family deeply. We are blessed, and we're blessed in accordance with what scripture says because the Bible says that those of us that have children and grandchildren and families of this sort are blessed when our quiver is full. Now we have a pretty full quiver here this morning and for that I'm very thankful. And for Mickey and me as uh, as mom and dad, we didn't have a big quiver full. We only had two daughters. But two daughters were blessing to us beyond measure. And then our two daughters produced 11 grandchildren. So the quiver got full pretty quickly, folks. But one of our daughters, our older daughter, had eight children. And our younger daughter, yes, you're holding your mouth open like eight children, but blessing it was. And uh, she and her husband had these eight children. Our other daughter, our younger daughter, could not have children. Now, I want you to think about that. We have one daughter that was pregnant for 20 years. <laughs> and we had another daughter that was not able to get pregnant. And... For years we attempted and they attempted with all sorts of medical issues and then seeking adoption and then after about 10 years of just seeking the Lord they got connected with the, the uh, foster care system in Pennsylvania where they live and within six months our younger daughter, her husband were then the uh, adoptive parents of three sisters, six, five, and four, when we adopted them. And so now the joy is that I say that my family, our family, is blessed with births upon births upon births, and now two of our grandsons have gotten married, and we have five great-grandchildren, 
so the river gets fuller and fuller <laughs> and for that we're very thankful and so for me to be here in this church family and to see these beautiful children and these families and to hear your prayers it just is was and will continue to be a blessing to me and so I'm very pleased to be here for a moment and I want to tell you one of the main things that I have learned in my years of ministry, of being a husband and being a dad and a grandfather and all of that. And also, I have learned this in many, many counseling sessions that I have had with husbands and wives. And most of those husbands and wives were moms and dads of children such as you that have been here before us today. And I want to tell you absolutely, and this is part of God's plan beyond a shadow of a doubt, that as you teach and train your children, one of the best things that you can do, moms, dads, listen very carefully. Maybe the very best thing that you can do is that you will love each other. A husband to a wife and a wife to a husband. Because this is where it all started, obviously. And it started at the very dawn of creation because God said, as he created our order and our world, he said, it's not good for Adam to be alone. And he said, I'm going to create for him a suitable partner, a special mate and companion. And he created beautiful women. And scripture says that then they came together and became one flesh. And at that point, through God's ordination and through his creation, families were created. <laughs> and love was created. And God created it in a sense of perfection because God is a perfect God. And in the second chapter of Genesis, where I'm taking some of these thoughts from, there was absolute perfection. As a man came to a woman and a woman came to a man in love and commitment and coming together in unity and creating families. Now, I am sorry to tell you, but you already know that in the third chapter of Genesis, man and woman messed it up. And we've been messing it up ever since. Yes, we have. And, but we're here today in this place of God to declare the redemption of, not the messing up of. Because through Jesus Christ and through his love and through the power of what he puts into you and me and to all of you parents, it does not have to be messed up. Because sin has been overcome by the cross and by Jesus Christ and by the redemption that he provides. And so please understand. Now, Husbands and also men in the congregation, I want to speak to you for a moment. 
because husbands are to be the spiritual leaders. Now, I want you to realize that this does not mean being a boss. It does not mean being a ruler. I'm sorry, but Ephesians 5, where it says, to start with, wives, submit yourself to your husbands, sometimes you husbands take that the wrong way. You take it like, well, they're supposed to do what I tell them to. Well, no, because men listen very carefully. Right after it says, wives, be submissive to your husbands, what does Ephesians 5 say? It says, husbands, you're to love your wives as Christ loved the church. Now, what did Christ do for his bride? He laid his life down. Absolutely. He willingly went to the cross. Now, husbands, in this dedication, but also the men sitting that I'm looking at y'all back there in the back somewhat. This is the way of redemption. Redemption is getting the sinful part of our life straightened out. And it's through Jesus Christ. And so, therefore, men, we have a huge responsibility and a great privilege. And I want to emphasize that. We have a great privilege of loving our wives and loving our children and loving the people of our church family. We have a great responsibility. And men... I know you work hard. You're supposed to work hard, and I work hard. But please, in loving leadership, serve your family, serve your wife. And if you love your wife the way Jesus wants you to love your wife, then ladies, you're much, much, much more able to submit yourself to your husband. And yes, Ephesians 5 does say that. Now, I know you don't like that word sometimes. But, men, I still say it's your responsibility, my responsibility, to love my wife, for you to love your wives the way God wants you to. Now, the bottom line of this is, is that when you do this, then... The mess up of sin, if I can put it like that, is redeemed. And that means it's straightened out. Now, we're not perfect. You're not. I'm not. None of us are. But in the power of the Lord, with Jesus Christ in our life, we can overcome. And we can have the kind of love that will bless these children and bless others and bless this church. It is far-reaching. And so I take this opportunity today in the midst of dedicating these beautiful children and seeing the Lord in the lives of these families and hearing the Lord speak through their prayers. I say to myself and I say to all of you that only, and I mean this, only in the ways of Almighty God in the presence and the power of Jesus Christ, can we get it right? And I pray earnestly for us to get it right. And I'm going to read a passage from what's called the love chapter. It's 
1 Corinthians 13. Now, it is a powerful statement to you and me, all of us here, but to the husbands and wives, for you to love each other in this way in order to bless your children, because it says... Love is patient and love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. Now, are you listening very carefully? Everybody. Because we are selfish and we are self-seeking. But it says love is not God's love, the kind of love that he wants. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Do you hear what God's word is saying? Love never fails. Now that's a message to every person sitting in this room particularly blessing these children that we've come to bless here today and blessing these families and blessing our church family. Love never fails. Therefore, let, let love be your greatest aim. Please, husbands, love your wives. Wives, love your husbands. And love these children with everything you got. What a joy, a blessing, but a responsibility. Thank you for listening. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here.